Good day and welcome to Utalk. Utalk is a program dedicated to diversity, highlighting native-born and new Canadians, cultures, and experiences. I'm your host, Ryan Funk. As technology develops, the world is becoming more interconnected, and business is becoming increasingly internationally dependent. Those pursuing education in international business, there's no better source to learn from than Leslie Wilder, who is both the knowledge and experience. I've always had a curiosity about the world in different places. Maybe it comes from my grandparents who were who were wonderful travelers. And as a result of that, I have dolls from all over the world. And I remember so many of their stories. So I've always been curious about the world. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what got you interested in this. And you're also a teacher. Is that correct? Well, I'm I'm at uh, right currently I'm at Red River College and I've been there for quite a few years. But my background is in the business community. My um, degree is an honors degree in international marketing from the University of Miami. So, um, which was a pioneer before international business was uh, fashionable. In your teaching and your experiences in international marketing. What are some things students need to know to develop their skills to help them get a job or be recognized once they graduate? Well, it, it's really important that students themselves take time to uh, have a balance between their education and balance uh, with work and with their own interests. Uh, just being able to recite theory from a textbook does not get you recognized. It's putting some of those interesting things on the resume about yourself. And I know the whole aspect of, of volunteering is important on a resume, but students have to be careful that they're not following a basic template uh, because employees are, employers are used to looking at um, resumes and that they can pretty well tell well what formula did that come from you really have to stand out and show what you've accomplished in all aspects of your mm -hmm. life so really uh making yourself stand out from the crowd in that kind of me stand out from the crowd uh the university of miami uh has been doing webinars for the past few years on their through their night leadership series. They're all available on the website. And there have been people from Carl Yuan, who is the founder and CEO of Zoom, to the chair of Bank of America, to the chair of Interbrew. And the one common, common theme is what is going to jump out? What's going to show me that you'll go through the effort? Mm -hmm. And they give examples, whether it's in sports or real hands-on volunteering, that shows that you really care about the world that you live in and you're determined to um, contribute to it in a very purposeful mm -hmm. way. Is this different at all for international students? I would say it's the same for international students. And in some cases, international students have an advantage 
Uh, in Manitoba, we we are we know that many of the international students want to stay in Manitoba, and because we are a small world now, the uh, backgrounds that the international students have can really be noticed and can be an asset to many organizations. Many of the students come with strong work experience in their undergraduate work or they're established in their field. They can open doors for local employers. And I think it's the local employers uh, need to develop the appreciation of the international graduate. So how about we talk a little bit just about international markets uh, for people who are entering uh, this business? What sort of things should they be watching out for or identifying in order to find success for themselves as well as the business or corporation that they're working for? You have to do your homework. Uh, there are terrific websites, credible websites that give you the information about the country that you are going to. That is just a first step because just as not all Canadians are the same, not all Brazilians, not all Germans, not all Thais are the same. So you take that as your basis of information and then you try and find out as much as you can about the people with whom you will be meeting. You can also, being in Winnipeg, it's a real advantage because we are such a multicultural city and we are proud of the people who make up our population. So you can connect uh, through the Folk Arts Council, perhaps, and find a group of people from that country, take them for coffee, and try and find out more about them before you even set foot on the plane. So yeah, really uh, getting your feet wet uh, with these experiences before you've even engaged with, uh, yeah, getting on that plane at all. Right. It, it, it's, inv it's invaluable. Another a little tip is if you were not able to find anybody from that community or maybe you just haven't had time, you can often make very important connections if you if when you arrive, if you are a person of faith, perhaps, and you are used to going to mass once or twice a week, ask your hotel concierge where you can go. And then people will be very friendly and you can connect once you get to your place of worship. And that's... Um, that's something that has been very helpful that, you know, that I've passed on and you realize that other people do that as well. And then you may meet other people doing business who are there for the same reason. They're just visiting and you can make, you know, then your network keeps expanding. It's like a domino effect. It really sounds uh, like it's uh, you need to have good people skills in order to succeed in this kind of uh, business? You have to be polite. You have to be gracious. And graciousness is something I think that we've lost a bit in North America. When you go to other countries, you realize, you know, I, got, I cannot find my way around the corner. 
and I, in Winnipeg, let alone anywhere else in the world. And there was, um, I was in Warsaw, in Poland, and I was given very clear directions for anybody else on how to get to a particular restaurant. Well, I got lost. And I asked somebody on the street, and they walked me to the corner of where I needed to go. And they said, see the sign, that's where you're going. And then I went down the street and I noticed that there was somebody, Was there was an art gallery, and uh, they were setting up for an exhibit. And um, they came to the door because they noticed that I was looking and they invited me in. And we had a wonderful visit. The gallery was owned by a mother and a daughter. And they invited me uh, to the opening of the exhibit. They invited me to um, spend the day in the country with them. And we've stayed connected for years. And that way you have balance to your trip as well. You're there for your business. But then you have something else you can do with people with the people who have become your friends. So it's just not business twenty four seven. You have other people to get mm-hmm. to know. Yeah, it gives you an opportunity to connect with individuals and uh, experience uh, cultures that you might not necessarily have the opportunity to experience. Exactly. So you mentioned that you know you've traveled around the world, uh, working in various different countries, and uh, whether it's for new uh, people that are getting involved in international markets, or someone who's coming over here to North America for business or wanting to move here, what sort of homework do you need to do uh, for things that might uh, surprise you, even if you are a uh, an experienced uh, traveler? Well, if you're if you are coming or going for work, uh, Global Affairs Canada is wonderful. Their trade commissioner services are fabulous, and when you get to know you get to know them, um, they can they can help you in so many different ways. In one particular country where I spent a lot of time working with, I, I got to know the people at the embassy very, very well. And I was often on their guest list if they were hosting a reception. And there was a reception that they were hosting. It was beautiful. It was in one of the loveliest hotels in the city. And there were... Uh, leading people in the business community. There were other uh, high-ranking diplomats from other embassies, and somehow I was included. And there were people from the Canadian business community who were living in that particular country. And there was um, somebody who had recently arrived, And he was, nobody had ever told him how his voice changes when he drinks. So he was getting a bit loud. And it was getting embarrassing because he was not happy being in this particular place. And so um, 
one of the people from the embassy came over to me and said, Leslie, can you do me a favor? And she pointed out what was happening in the next salon. It was like an open room. It was an open ballroom, but there were, it was divided up very attractively. And she said, can you just get him out of the way, basically? So I went over and I introduced myself and I knew the pe the company he was working for and I knew the senior people in that country. So I got him into a conversation and he was telling me, I don't know how you can tolerate being in this in this country. My kids aren't going to get a good education. So A, it tells me he did not listen to anything. He was told some of the best private schools in the world were there with the international curriculum. And he was just not listening to what was being told. B, his wife can't find her favorite foods. And he lists them all off. And so what that tells me that his wife is scared to go into the supermarket because the brands are there and she just sends the nanny with the list. Um, and these people just don't want to work. And when the minute you hear the word these people, that is your cue. That, you know, he's just not interested or not adapted. And he tells me, well, you know, they don't come in till 9, 9.30 in the morning, and then they take these big lunch breaks, and and then who knows when any work gets done. Well, he doesn't know. Yes, they come in at 9 o'clock, but they stay until 6 or 7, and the long lunch breaks are going home to be with family, or they're having lunch at the traditional time, which is different than Canadian time. And they're networking as they go through the day. And the work gets done very well. But he had not been unprepared mentally because I knew that this particular company did great orientations and cross-cultural training. But he did not open his eyes once he got there. And he did not encourage his wife to get involved in the very strong expat community, which include with the where Canadians are very prominent. That the cult and it was beyond the traditional stage of culture shock. And I mentioned it a few days later because when I was going out with one of the senior people from that organization, and I said to him, have you lost all your training budget, your cultural training budget? And he said, well, what happened? And I told him, and he was at the same reception, but we had been able to finally to get this man out of the way, so he did not notice. And he said, you know, with some people, it just doesn't take. And we know we're going to have to do something about it and get him home. So you really need to be adaptable and... Uh be open to learning and, you know, just adjusting to these situations. And if you're not curious, chances are you won't be adaptable. And you may think it's good on paper, but if you're not open to, um, if you're not open to trying, it's not for you.
is there anything else that you would like to share maybe about your experiences or just um, things that people should know about uh, in terms of international business or markets? There was a wonderful interview with Leonard Lauder from the uh, from the Estee Lauder. It's a big cosmetics group now. You're, most of your uh, women listeners will know, and they are all over the world. And he's just published a book, and uh, and he was interviewed on CBS on Sunday morning. It was just a beautiful interview about adapting to business and growing in a family of family business. And at the end, uh, she asked him, you know, for any any messages that he learned from his mother Estee or that he would like to pass on. And it was always listen. And then he paused and be kind. And really, that's what it's all about to be successful in anything. If you listen, you'll be, you can pick up many messages and people will be kind to you as you will be kind to them. So I know it's intimidating and scary for many, um, for many international students, and we are in very much in a different world. The people will always give you their time and their advice if you ask politely. Business people love to be asked out for coffee. They love to spend time with young people. But you have to realize just because it's cool in North American English to send an email to, you know, hey, Johnny, you can't do that to a business person. You have to use more formal language. You have to show that you're really interested, and then people will help you. And the last piece of advice that um, I've learned over the past few months that I would pass on to students is let yourself take the first job. Do not hang around and wait for your destination job. Take the first job that's offered to you and prove yourself and build your your skills, your experience, and your name. If you have any stories you'd like us to share or communities we should highlight, leave a comment on our social media or reach out to us on our website. I'm Ryan Funk. This was You Talk and have yourself a good one.